This is the Wizard's Nightshirt Podcast, episode 24. Welcome to the Wizard's Nightshirt. This is episode number 24. I'm Rebecca, and here with me are the Scourge of Etheria, Scott. <laughs> Hello! And friend of Loki, Will. <laughs> yes, <Hello>. he is. <laughs> Creepy. Did you see me? No. I, I just want to say I am up to finding Loki twice, and you guys are at zero. So, <laughs> Well, he cheats. He's a cheater. <laughs> He's a cheater in his heart. Look, he is or I am. Are you calling me a cheater? <laughs> I think that you cheat in the game Tappers of Grayskull, uh, just like Sloki cheats in life. I spend all my money. All my money. All your game money. Not your real money. Real money. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, oh, no. No. No, I don't spend any real Scott's money. Scott's having money problems. I don't spend any real money. <laughs> a little bit. At the Wizard's Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Today, we're reviewing She-Ra, Season 1, Episode 12, The Laughing Dragon. Original air date was September 23rd, 1985. In this episode, which was produced and broadcast out of order, She-Ra and her friends meet Sorrowful the Dragon and help him find some courage. So I'm glad that you specifically said that on the on the recap because uh-huh. I was like, okay, we had a Sorrowful episode mm-hmm. the last time we did a She-Ra episode. And um, this is actually the introduction to him. And so it was... Confusing. Yeah. Very confusing. <laughs> Obviously, the air date was earlier yeah. than the last one. They made and broadcast these episodes in the wrong order. Because uh, it just didn't matter back then. They just put anything on and kids would watch it whenever. Yes, also true. It would used to irritate me so much when I was a kid. You wanted that continuity even if you didn't know that it was supposed to be happening or not. Do you think they sent the, like the wrong tape to somebody, <laughs> and they just know. aired it anyways? And then they just like, oh, okay, whatever, we'll just air it again. <sighs> they had you know? a lot. They had a, quite a few that that happened this way, actually. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Well, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> right. And I mean, in the, the episode that we watched, where they find sorrowful hidden, um, it was a decent introduction to the character, anyway. Yeah. So this one was really confusing, especially because I think a key point of the last episode was that sorrowful needed to breathe fire in order to be successful uh-huh. and scott this is where he un- scott this is where has un- breathe fire yes his <laughs> no you're you're poking stick oh yes my you're, poking, you're, you're stick. poking stick to the dragon to make it breathe fire that was your idea and Scott's secret this brother is my beast poking man. stick this is your poking <laughs> stick and then but in, in this episode it happens without too much ado like yeah. like it on into the episode anyway so i was i was I would say confused, but then also I don't care. So anyway, <laughs> dragon. The idea of a cowardly dragon was the object of ire and scorn by, uh, of, you know, like people in the episode. I say people, like the horde. Imp was laughing about it. So uh, do you know another cowardly dragon? I mean, I... Wh- Pete? What were, Is Pete cowardly? Was, Pete's dra- th- was, that, was that a cowardly dragon? I don't remember the story. I don't know, they they just rebooted it. It's supposed to be pretty good. Um, I do remember he was a little bit dopey, kind of. Okay, like a dopey yeah. dragon. Um, what was the other dragon? Um, I'm trying to think, a uh, puff. Yeah, 
Pub Pup was a little... <laughs> from the cartoon, he was a little kind of dopey, wasn't he? Yeah. So do we have nothing but dopey dragons in our in our recent childhood history? Uh, I'm even thinking about the old Nickelodeon puppet. Not, uh, not when... Dragonheart. <laughs> no, because no. that, that was no. Sean Connery. No, that dragon, was, that dragon is elegant. Regal. Dragons of character. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm thinking about Magellan's castle on Nickelodeon. He was kind of dopey. Eureka's uh-huh. castle? Eureka's castle, but his name was Magellan. His Sorry. Name oh, Magellan. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that... Uh, yeah. Not a lot of memorable dragons in my childhood. I don't remember being into dragons. Maybe they didn't want to scare you. I guess not, but like, without that, what does a dragon have? It's just a lizard. Yeah, kind of. No I'm, wonder Sorrowful's what I got to work with here. Who wants that? Who wants that soaring around their room? We drew them a lot. I remember drawing lots of dragons. I remember you could check out little books on how to draw things. Oh, I remember the Ramona Quimby books. Oh, which one was it? There was one where she goes to an art class with her older sister, Beezus. Oh my gosh, this Beverly Cleary, just a treasure, okay? Anyway, and uh, her, her older sister gets upset because Ramona is there in her art class and uh, she draws a dragon with lollipop sticks as its spines, like, you know, down its back. And then she draws lollipops on it and the art teacher is praising Ramona for her creativity and then Beezus, the older sister, is like sad and jealous that she's not creative in the same way. It's just such a good little kid conflict. That's really my only dragon memory from childhood and it's like a poignant childhood realization of, you know, who you are and what you're good at and what you're not good at and you can improve on. Beezus, draw a better dragon. What's wrong with you? No, anyway. Lollipop dragons. Lollipop dragons are awesome. Candy dragons, I can remember. Other if, dragons, If it was no. a Tootsie Roll dragon, it would be even better. <laughs> be it's a dragon a with Tootsie Roll curlers. I swear. I swear. This like, do you have any new pitches? <laughs> <laughs> we got we to gotta make some new products. <laughs> I'll tell you, to- Tootsie Rolls is where it's out. That's the name of the game. You don't want to be left out of the Tootsie Roll game, do you? Exactly. Kids give, love it. Give me another chance. I'm, I'm, I'm going to revamp it. I'm thinking of something with a Tootsie Roll. Who are you? Oh, my name is Sorrowful. Well, Sorrowful, I'd like to be your friend. Uh, you what? Uh, yeah, uh. so so this is the episode that's the proper introduction to Sorrowful the Dragon, and the episode is called The Laughing Dragon, which doesn't have really anything to do with what happens in the episode and instead sounds more like an off-brand kung fu that's practiced in like one strip mall that somebody tried to like um like market and and franchise and it did not go well yeah is that where you like punch somebody and you laugh that's <laughs> <laughs> just, just called being a dick. i don't know <laughs> i call it laughing dragon <laughs> you that's will terrible. you will pay me 50 dollars an hour to teach you <laughs> Terrible, terrible <laughs> martial art. No one would approve of that. Who knows any... That's hilarious. Oh, poor children. Don't go to that dojo, guys. My theory is that they were going to do more with Cowl tickling him. Oh, you thought about this. Were, I thought, <laughs> It was kind of creepy that there was an extended sort of like time where... Cal is like, see, he's not scary. Look, he's even ticklish. And it's like, okay, that's enough, Cal. You get a little, all right. <laughs> he's, he's not so ticklish here, but he's ticklish down here. <laughs> like, okay, all right, Cal. This is, like, this yeah, is red right. flag zone here. <laughs> you need to back off, dude. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I can't stand it. How about him? You, you, it is kind of weird they would choose that because, because they'd be like, what can we call, uh, what should we call this episode about Sorrowful the Dragon? How about 
Sorrowful the dragon. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think that really captures it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So confusing. Tickling all your dragon. No, no, we <laughs> no. don't want that title no. either. No, <laughs> that's the worst. Yeah. So, but here, but here we are. We open on uh, Elbron. There was a, a recently freed town that's been freed from the horde, and there's a big ceremony. And Bo, who has a terrible attitude about freedom <laughs> and the rebellion that he's fighting in, and does not deserve a kiss at the end of the episode. Spoiler alert: is, is having a terrible attitude about the mayor's long speech. I'm bored. Come on, Cowell, let's take a walk. Ooh, a capital idea. Freeing towns from the horde would be a lot more fun without the speeches. Thoughts about this about this town and this speech in this in this opening? Um, I felt like the people uh, without pants were probably looking at the people with pants and being like, "Ooh la la, your Majesty! <laughs> Famous <laughs> the fancy pants has pants. We'll make way." They all seem to be getting along really well. Pants or no pants. Lots of outfit choices. Uh, speaking of outfit choices, did you notice that mayor's cummerbund? It was amazing because it was like in the place of a cummerbund, but it, it was like swag bunting like you would see like, you know, for a holiday. And so it was like he was a mayor, but he was festive. And it was also very official. Was I it, was all about it. Kind of look like flowers or something. Well, it yeah, I think it, it was just like it's like kind of ornate and you know like okay, in, in, right, in a bit. Right. It it was lovely, you know. I was really I was really feeling that. That was the best cummerbund I've seen lately. <laughs> mm, it doesn't look like this well has been used lately. I don't even see any water. We'll see if there is with this. Just listen for the splash. Bo has a bad attitude and uh, he uh, sneaks off and accidentally explodes a well. Some, um, somehow dropping a stone makes a lot of fire shoot out of it. Yeah, it was. there was something... Uh, the, so the, the well had been abandoned by the Horde. They were using it as a fuel tank. But whatever the stone was that Bo threw was flammable somehow. Combustible. Exploded a well. And, He's like throwing uh, flint down there. Yeah. Big, big explosion. And he was like, it was an accident. And Cal said, you're an accident. <laughs> Which was that. a good retort. <laughs> yes. I just want to say, uh, does Bo's shirt always look like that? It's he's just not wearing a shirt. It's like a <laughs> it's like a thing that points down to where his abs are. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's like a cloak, but nothing underneath. Then yeah, it's like just a mantle. Yeah, like, what 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 do you what, what do they call that? <laughs> not being properly clothed. Yeah, okay, for your job. Yeah, I don't know. He has pants though. At he's least got he pants, does. Thank goodness, but for no that. top. Yeah, he's half top. He's <laughs> cropped up. <laughs> it's like a crop top. So was Sorrowful in the well? Is that what happened? Yeah, I think that's the idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Adora is so trying... So he woke him up or something? I don't know. What... I guess so. Yeah. I was a little unclear on that because it got real silly for a minute. And I'm like, uh, I cannot process. And then I got busy being really mad because Adora was trying to change into She-Ra. And Bo was like, come here, Adora. I'll protect you. And I was like, girl. And she was like, oh, but... And she was afraid of her secret being spilled. And I'm like, no, girl, you need to run. You get away from him. It's fine. You go transform somewhere. You know, politeness kills, okay? Don't try to be polite to him. Or just tell Bo. Or just, just tell Bo. Or she just could tell, tell Bo. Just tell Bo. He needs to know. Yeah. It's not strongly as strongly as I feel to tell Tila, which I still think, you know, I believe with all my heart that we should tell Tila about I, He-Man, but... I, I feel like this is going to come up in other episodes, too, where he's trying to... He's trying to get her and whatever else. Yeah, there's going to be some confusion here. Yeah. We should tell Bo as well. Oh, are you all right? 
That makes Sorrowful come out of the well, and he's trying to make contact with them, and he keeps being clumsy, and he knocks the house that the rebels are hiding in way up in the air, and when it comes down, Adora has a pan on her head, and Bo is wearing a dress that had been in the house. Oh, yes. Much hay is made of that with, with <laughs> yeah. the comedy of, of uh, Bo and the dress. That does not so hold up well to the uh, to the hands of time. <laughs> no. Um, there were some, I would say, borderline offensive hand gestures that they were making to you know to to imply that the dragon or bow is you know somewhat effeminate, and that 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 does not hold up well. Yeah, I feel like the best they got away with it was Adora said something like, "Like, oh, but you're wearing such a lovely dress. Like yeah. that's fair. Yeah, that's that fair. was fine. Yeah, yeah, that was fine." But it was still kind of like those, the, yeah. The, they uh, they worked that that angle a lot. <laughs> uh, the important information was they make contact with Sorrowful, who explains to them that he's afraid of everything, and uh, Adora says that she's a friend. And then Cowell confirms that they're all friends by tickling him for a very long time. <laughs> That's not a good way to show your friends with somebody. At, at least not right not away. Really? <laughs> really? Not right away. Really? Mm. Tickling is bad. Like, when were you ever tickled? Like, we're just talking about your being a kid, okay? We're, let's just let's keep it, you know, okay. When were you ever tickled and you're like, how fun this is? Like, my memories are of, like, a cousin, like, throwing me in my mamma's couch and, like, like tickling me and then, like, I kick a lamp over and then I get in trouble. Those are my memories of being tickled. Yeah, I think that's about how it works. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a yeah, worse, yeah. it's not fun. Don't do it to your friends. It's like your rude older cousin is doing it. Yeah, it's a aggressive thing you can do without getting in trouble that's true yeah that is rude don't tickle <laughs> Cal is kind of rude he is kind of rude but I do like him well Bo's bad attitude is rubbing off on him although <laughs> I do like Cal as well and the dragon says that he's pretty much just a clown and he needs some courage and so Adoras says they should go visit her friend uh, who's a sorceress who can give him some courage. And that's our good friend, Castispella. Yeah, I was getting real bored with the episode until I heard the word Castispella, and then I perked right up. Why are you guys talking about, like, it's like it's Italian. Castispella! Castispella! <laughs> we're so happy to we're not see there again. Yet. Oh, okay, right, we gotta right. go to a mysticor and get us some breadsticks. That's a good name for a place. Mysticor? Like, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> you want me, horny? Yes! Go to Mysticor and spy on Castaspella for me. Anything you discover, pass it on to Leech and Mantena. Right, Chief. All bouts over there right away. Um, I love how when they get to Hordak and he's been informed of uh, I guess the recently liberated town that they're just that they've just been to, um, the messenger gets shot underground like like he Mr. Burns the messenger the messenger <laughs> just like phew. And he drops to the floor. It's like shooting the statue. Yeah, it it is. We haven't seen any statue destruction recently, and it's too bad. But he did give him some good news, too. He said that they were going to um, have the uh, kingdom of Mysticor. Uh, they, uh, they're about to send some horde troops through there and claim half of it. 
And yeah. well, he, he tells the imp to go spy on him. Yes. And we get to see the imp again. And I love fun. the imp. And, yeah. And the imp can transform into stuff. Yeah. yeah and then he's, he's like, a, I'm going to bounce away. And he turns into a ball. I yeah. love that. A it's little great. man yeah. ball. Yeah. He was really fun. I liked I liked that a lot. Yeah. I like how when he rolled and then he stopped rolling, uh, his little mohawk would come out. And, I saw that. And then his little head would pop out. It was that really That was a cute. cool animation. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed imp being a little spy. So one of the things the imp gets to spy on is all the ways that Castispella is going to try to um, make Sorrowfield feel brave. And her first idea is to play some trumpet fanfare, I guess, to make him feel like he's a hero coming home. And he's very terrified of it. And Imp Ball loves this. Yeah, he thought that was hilarious. Did you ever hear the likes of it? A cowardly dragon. (laughs) As we learned a couple episodes ago, uh, trumpets are loud and they they, they <laughs> hurt ears. They hurt your I ears. Could go get that. That's you okay. could. <laughs> it won't help us get any more courage, I think it'll though. Help it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why did I talk about the trumpet? So the, yeah, the the fanfare plan didn't work. I mean, to be fair, I don't know if fanfares have ever helped anybody feel great about them. Oh Lord! Oh Lord, help us! Oh, Lord. <laughs> do you have to march while you do it? Yes, obviously. <laughs> that's <a laughs> definitely you. some fanfare. Okay. That was very good. And that's what Sorrowful was scared of. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Why was that? Why would that have been? And then she just like straight up casting spells on him, you know, as per her name. And they don't take, they don't explain why, but I guess it's just, it wasn't the right kind of magic. Do they just go up his nose? I don't know. I just, <laughs> they, they like show the like little sparkly things. I th- they're probably just like. I thought we learned from the other episode that little sparkly things going up your nose does not work for a very long time. Soon our path through Greenvale will be clear and Mr. Cole will be divided in half. This will be the Horde's domain. Oh, that will probably promote us. Meanwhile, we've got the Horde trying to plot to take over half of Mysticor. And um, I love how Leech is like straight up gunning for a promotion. Like he says it, doesn't he? Like he straight up Mm -hmm. is like, he says, like if if he is successful here, then, yeah, he's going to get that promotion. Promoted to what? I don't know, but a promotion. We're always talking about how the Horde has Ca- opportunities. I mean, Ca- Catcher's going to get bumped out then. <laughs> she probably promoted. is. She wasn't here. She wasn't even part of this plan. I don't know what Catcher was doing today. Unlike in Eternia, these henchmen can move up. You know, there, there's always room. Do you, do you think that any of them harbor an ambition about uh, taking Hordak's place? Since we've learned about Horde Prime, I think that's the way it works. I mean, that's the way Skeletor broke off and did his thing. I mean, well, right? I mean, they're they're more military based. Skeletor's more like a, a mercenary sort of condition to, or situation. So, so they don't really have like generals and lieutenants and stuff like that. I feel like Hordak has an army, so he has more regimented things. So that if you actually you can actually move up or get people underneath you pretty hey, easily. Skeletor may have had military training. I see him as like. A guy with military training who became like a terrible strong man and wanted to set up his own camp somewhere else. Like, like a mercenary, kind of. I mean, he's not paid. Yeah, if you're yeah, a mercenary, yeah. you, could be, you could be a... I, I, what would yeah. you guerrilla Gorilla warfare or guerrilla... He is always trying to sort of deal in riches, too, in one way or the other. Like, they're always trying to get pearls and, and you know, 
<laughs> and objects amulets, yes. and amulets yeah like like things that are like wealth based pearls so, per- pearls <laughs> staffs with pearls and and so forth um but yeah leech is leech is trying to get his promotion so you know good on him and <laughs> love it Ugh, so gross it is great it's great yeah there was a time in this episode where Leech and Mantena were talking at the same time, and I, it was just like I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> that was that weird segment where Imp was telling them what was happening about the cowardly dragon, and Leech was holding Imp in his hand. Yeah, they're doing some cross talk. That was funny. Yes. I do love how Imp was so delighted with the news he got to share that he like did he's a little wiggling. Yeah, he's, he's wiggling. wiggling in his hand. <laughs> he's doing he's he's boogieing, just doing a little boogie. Yeah, he's cute. I like him. No, that was cute. Now, see, now, how, that's how you make something cute, all right? Y'all beat us over the head with Lookie over here and, like, with the little spriggans, and they're just trying to make everything so cutesy. Imp is legitimately cute. Yeah. Yeah, he's I just like got him. a little rascally personality. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We are here to help you fight off the horde. We are peace-loving creatures here in Greenvale, Shira. What do we know of war? So there was a pantsless messenger who comes to cast a spella and says that the horde's moving into Mysticor. And then um, I think they're going out to to gather the uh, to notify the other inhabitants because we're okay. Let me let me see how closely we were paying attention. There was this like bunny king. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to. Hand. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, they were they were going to go. Oh, they're uh, marching on Greenvale. Yeah. Okay, there we go. And they wanted to get um, everybody ready for the attack. And they go see that that Bunny King. That Bunny King was surprisingly regal and a little bit scary. Like King, I, <laughs> King Gruff. Is that his King name? King Gruff. Yeah. Nice. I liked him. I, I liked him too. I think he, I think he looked. He was surprisingly august and respectable. Well, he really was, and you know, it it also helped that like his his line was just like, well, "What do we know of war?" Like, yeah, he had a like, good line. I know, yeah. and I was like, "I don't know, Bunny King. What do you know of war? Nothing. You're just a bunny." And he had red eyes. It was great. Yeah, you're just trying to live your peaceful life as a bunny and eat some alpha alpha. Sp- and, and and get some blue ribbons at the fair. I don't know what they're doing, but they don't know anything of war. Uh, and it, that's about the a point where Adora decides she's going to turn into She-Ra because it makes sense. But I imagine all her friends probably think Adora just peaced out on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they never really so talked about that. she was real flaky. Like, I guess she can kind of disappear into the fray a little bit every time. But they, so. you'd think there'd always be eyes on her. Like, like, what's she doing? It's like, well, I'm not up here transforming into She-Ra. Don't worry about that. That's definitely not happening. And Castispella explains to Sorrowful that they're going to need his help. And he does some cowardly stuff in battle and runs away with Bo on his back and crashes on the ground, etc. And She-Ra shows up and gives him some little flower laurels and says, Wear this flower of power necklace and find your courage. Oh yes, the old magic slippers, switcheroo. Happened to me. Happened to you. I was going to ask if we had any uh, flower of power, artifact of power, the courage was within, within you stories from our childhood. I, I did not, no. No? No, no, okay. no, no one ever tried to... No one ever tried to win. No one encouraged me. No. Yes, yes. Will? I might have made something up in my head. Yeah. Made me feel better about it. Well, I mean, that's a, that's another part, I mean, like a, you know, little kid land 
you know, is, is believing that things that you have are more powerful or somehow magical. Oh yeah. You know? I, I yeah. definitely, I definitely did that. Had, you know, uh, dreamed up things that I didn't have, you know, are powerful things that I had like amulets or something like that. Well, for all you know, they work. This is true. I'm going to sound like the most annoying kid in the world, but I had a ninja costume that I'd wear everywhere and I insist on wearing it everywhere. I don't really know why I needed that kind of power, but I believe that I was a ninja with mystic ninja powers. And when we go to the video store, I would stalk up and down the aisles in my full ninja costume going, ninja, ninja, ninja. Because it's very important. you have to say ninja. You have to. They might not notice me. Yeah. I believe they do that at the Laughing Dragon School. (laughs) Did you throw down like a smoke bomb, which is like just like powdered sugar or something? No. I did that with my high school band and we thought it was going to be like a huge fog effect and it just looked real embarrassing. Like you personally (laughs) did that? I say the collective we. I don't remember who it was that did it. I thought you said like... I mean, your high school band did it. Well, my high school rock band, not oh, okay. not a high school oh, sanctioned okay. band, okay, okay. which is even better. Yeah, it's even more pitiful. Did you wear eyeliner? No, we okay. weren't a good. We weren't a seventies prog band, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, y'all were all right. Yeah, we were pretty good, but um, you know, smoke bomb notwithstanding, because <laughs> <laughs> you have a fog machine. Hey, you have to admire that we at least wanted the spectacle. We tried. We tried. Did I mean, you, you throw, know. did you throw it down? Did I don't. Toss yeah, we it followed up? the directions. Okay, okay. You the, the directions. directions? Yeah, <laughs> we wanted it to work well. We're like all the great rock. So bands. was it we was it a smoke rules. bomb? Like you had to light it? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Were you at like somebody's house? Yeah. Was, oh, well, was, was their mom horrified? It was out. It was on the like the porch. Oh, okay. Was their dad horrified? <laughs> they were. <laughs> it was out of control at that point. <gasps> okay, fair enough. Sounds pretty. Funny. But anyway, back to the ninja costume. Uh huh. So you genuinely believe that it gave you ninja powers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we discussed shadow manipulation, etc. Oh, right. Yeah, we yeah. have discussed that, actually. Yeah. Mm. I bought some really good um, plastic ninja weapons at some um, county fairs and stuff, so I was I was well-equipped for the video store. <laughs> and and that was you, you know, Is that the only you place you went to as a video store? <laughs> <laughs> One of, like, three. Rebecca, Laurel, a power. Um, well, yeah, no, like, like, cause you're all like, like, I want to make myself more powerful. No, like I never got the, you're nervous before a recital. Here's the magic, you know, clarinet read. Like I never got that. Um, but actually I remember, um, I wasn't a stupid kid, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> like I think I had the right attitude towards something being magical in a in a playful sense, but that also made you feel better for mm-hmm. real. And I remember in first grade, like I had this really I'm gonna say she was mean. You know, <laughs> maybe time has softened that. And of course as an adult, maybe you understand why another adult is mean to a first grader. And maybe you don't understand. I don't know. Um, but she was, you know, she was just really tough and really no nonsense. And I was a really sensitive kid. And, um, I did not enjoy being in her class. Like I, I just didn't, but it was first freaking grade. And I remember that, um, I had perfect attendance that year because it's like, if I was going to suffer, I was going to do it every day. Um, but I remembered that I was so upset about going to, to school every day. Cause I just hated this woman so much. You know who you are. Um, that before school, my dad would give me one of his hankies mm-hmm. and he would just like, like would say it was magic or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it would like help me through my day. 
And, um, I mean, it's a really sweet memory because my mm -hmm. dad died the next year. So thanks dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> cause you know, then because that, that's sorry, one, sorry. Thanks, you dad, can laugh, you can laugh. We, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a while. We're all, we're all through the grieving process, but, um, I mean, especially because when somebody passes, you know, like all you have of them are artifacts, you know, that, that remind you. Um, and then of so course, was, so, so was this a cloth handkerchief? Yeah, just, yeah, oh, okay, just, okay. yeah, like he would, you know, cause he would. Did have his initials on it? Maybe some of them did. Probably not though. Like I think he would just have like plain ones or whatever and he'd just keep them in his breast pocket. Cause you know, he was a, he was a, you know, like a gentlemanly kind of guy. And, um. Yeah, I remember like that would br would bring one of those to school every every day, and that was magic. And so that was my dad's brand of magic. And again, like I didn't think it was actually literally magic. Like I understood the the premise yeah. of it, right? It a little confidence. Yeah, but it did. I mean, it helped. You know, like just, like if nothing else, this is like a really powerful, tangible reminder that someone does care about you, yeah. even when you're going through something horrible. And like my first grade teacher was mean in teacher ways you know she didn't like personally single me out or whatever but i do think that she thought i was like too sensitive and um like one time she like she didn't like how i held my pencil and so she made me put one of those pencil helpers on i know right but you're learning handwriting like we used to back in the olden days and the children don't do that anymore because they have their eye blink tablets that will go to the sky and write into google's hard drives uh, servers directly. Anyway, well, your parents' <laughs> social security numbers, right? And um, she didn't like how I held my pencil, so she made me put this little plastic helper on it. And um, she told me she was like, "Never take this off your pencil." And I took that literally. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I sharpened the pencil down to a nub, and I was just terrified to take it off because I was like, "She said to never take it off." And actually, my mom got wind of this, and she went and like yelled at the teacher really good, <laughs> like, "How dare you!" Um, that's not how she yelled, but you know. But anyway, point being, a hard time, a magical artifact. And then speaking of my mom and magical artifacts, she was actually a um, school clinic volunteer when I was relatively little, like when I was kindergarten. I thought you were going to say Wiccan. She was a Wiccan. She was not a Wiccan. But um, they had like literally ivory soap in a little plastic container that like was about all they had if a kid got a scrape or whatever. They didn't have like this big harried setup. And so like they just kind of like wash the kid off and then like put a bandaid on him, send him out. Because I mean, it was a Red Cross, Red Cross volunteer is what she was. And they had a little clinic. Um, and uh, on her little container of ivory soap, she wrote a label, label that said magic soap. So she would tell the kids when they came in and got scraped um, that like, okay, this is magic soaps. So if you feel it, you know, if it feels kind of like stinging, it's just the magic working. And like every kid believed it wholeheartedly, which is very sweet. And I remember... Yeah, that one kind of worked because you could feel something. Yeah. Well, yeah. And um, I remember, like, I mean, like, I knew it, it was just... It feels burning. It feels burning. That's the magic working, kid. And like, and so <laughs> they knew. Hurts. Magic hurts. <laughs> magic does hurt, Okay. And but it I, works. And I remember, like, one of my classmates, like, telling me, was like, did you know in the clinic your mom has magic soap? And I was like, oh, honey. Like, <laughs> not uh, dummy. It's soap. <laughs> well, no, but see, I was big enough as a kid. Like, I understood not to, mm -hmm. not to mess it up for her or not to say, like, it is magic, but in a not in the way you're thinking. That hurting was real. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. But anyway, that was also... A, a lot of kids, uh, um, apparently, they really... They really uh, appreciated the magic soap, so 
Uh, unlike you who just gave yourself powers, Will, I actually had relevant stories that were very sweet, everybody. I appreciate that. Oh, um, yes, thank you. But um no, I never had like the it was not your it was not your magical ballet slippers, it was you. But that old trick worked super super good here. You know, that wasn't half bad. I thought you said he was a coward. He was. He was. That is that is kind of the same way uh, sorrowful's uh, Laurel work because Castispellus said that he needs to think of his uh, friends to give him courage. He needed a reason to be courageous. So he was thinking of his allies and people that cared about him. And so he uh, showed up and gave uh, Mantena and Leech uh, a lecture about, I don't I think it's very nice what you're doing to my friends. And then, <laughs> That's right. And then they gave him some lip, uh, lip back about how he could be <sighs> scrubbing the uh, dungeon floors and... <laughs> and it was real gross the way Leech talked, and the Mantana <laughs> laughed at him, and <laughs> and but, then but he breathed all... fire. Yeah, he and, did. And and that when then they snapped out of it. It's like I thought he was cl- cowardly, and, and yeah, all of a sudden the imp was there. <laughs> yeah, he can he can just show up whenever he wants yeah. to. Yeah, I, I was looking at Leech's hands. I'm just I just they just bother me so much. I just feel like there's so much he can't do. Like how does he dial a phone and things like that? His big big things. He's, he has he Google. Mashes. He, has he can, Google he can mash things. He just talks at it. Yeah, they have the advanced technology, right? He could just mash the keypad and get an operator. Maybe it's one of those like like for you know for older people that have the giant keypad so they can see it. Maybe yeah, he has like, maybe it's like a super giant one that he yeah, can like actually like can. touch it. He can bop it. It's like the whole wall. There you go, bop it. <laughs> he doesn't twist it. He bops it. <laughs> but sorrowful wasn't the only hero today. You were terrific. He fainted. So they're victorious, and um, Shira decides Bo had done enough that he gets yeah, a kiss. Bo did literally nothing heroic, but yeah, she's just like, I'm going to give you a kiss, and I don't know why. And then he faints like Sorrowful has fainted several times this episode, and he says, it was worth it. Yeah, and then Shira laughs. And winks, hubba, hubba. winks at the camera. And she does wink at the camera as well. I think they just want her to have a romance Ding. there for um, girl watchers to, to like the episode, and they're just floating this. I suppose so, but as we discussed when this this first She-Ra arc ended, it really makes no sense that He-Man and She-Ra are brother and sister. They should have just been a couple. You're big into power couples. I am. You want power? Well, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who's concerned about it. I do think <laughs> I know everyone's very I do, concerned. I do have reason to believe she gets a better romance later, and it's somebody who's worthy. Well, that's good. Okay. That's good to hear. All right. I don't want. I don't, I'm, I'm not even saying, but like Bo, like he's got his good qualities, but yeah. he was his attitude stinks. He needs to grow up a little. He does. Yeah. He's right, writing songs and. <laughs> I haven't like, heard these he, songs yet. He's like a college kid. He is like a college kid. Wearing no shirt, playing cutoffs, him. playing hacky sack. There you go. Doing all that. Hanging around with his bird. Ferrari posters. He learned like two songs in his guitar, the first part to all the Nirvana songs. Some Dave Matthews band. Hey, that's too hard. He can't play Dave Matthews. (laughs) He likes it, but he can't play it. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. (laughs) He's going to try. He knows knows a couple riffs that he can get along with. Okay. He's just sitting under a tree playing some riffs. Right. Gets attention. He'll play that beginning of Ants Marching, but like a little wrong, but you know what it's supposed to be. I followed the tab that was kind (laughs) of wrong. (laughs) 
Good times. And then he posted a YouTube video of it anyway, where he's showing you how to do it. Yeah, and then and then what was the, oh yeah those are the those are the best videos. And then he's like, Utter you see confidence. Lucky in the background. Yeah, and there's Lucky playing it wrong. Yeah, so what was our lesson with Lucky this time? I don't remember. Was it like help your friends? What was it? You're braver than you think you are. I wrote. I just wrote down Lucky's a cheater. <laughs> and I didn't even write down anything about Lucky. I normally do. <laughs> Some, Normally something hateful. Something about cheater backwards, same one. Oh, he's a cheater because he was turned around backwards. Oh. And he gave us the same lesson he did earlier. <laughs> <laughs> something about, like, be loyal to your friends or something. Oh, so, so it's, I just, it's a recycled lesson? Uh, yeah. So, so Lookie, you blew it. We're going to need something better from you next time. I don't know why. question is, you guys did not find his hiding place this time. No, I saw, I saw him right off. I'm like well, that's Lucky. You're at it. You're that's in Lucky. league with Lucky. I am. It's true. It's 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 only when they don't just show his toe. That's the problem. What? Yeah, I mean they show his head. They yeah. show his head. So, but you're saying that the them hiding his toe is the real pr- problem here. No, no, they, they 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 just show like his toe on his foot. Oh, and you're, then okay. you're like you're like, did you see me? Yeah. No, I didn't see you. You just show like a tip of your toe. Yeah. It yeah, looks looking. like everything else. They showed his like ha- his whole head this time. Yeah, that's true. I yeah, you did see more of it, but I need I need something better. I need even even where's Waldo had some rules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what would make like things make more him real fun? tiny or something? Rules. Yeah. You need more rules. You know what would improve things is rules. I do like rules. For children. They love rules. Yeah, we, we were discussing uh, Dungeons and Dragons alignments the, the other day. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely lawful, lawful good. Children do love structure. <laughs> That's fatherly advice from Scott. It is. Also, we must hold all witches until we can prove that they're witches and poke dragons with stick. But children do need structure. Because yes. You need like a law book. It's, <laughs> Witches and for the, for the witches and dragons. Yeah, for the the Scott colony. Yes. So you run a tight ship. All right, let's write this. All right, all right. It was not the worst, although I didn't like it super much. So I don't know. I'm just gonna think about a five out of three and a half, maybe. Three and a half. Three imp and balls. a half. Imp balls, and that's only because I did enjoy imp, imp balls. <laughs> They're delicious. Uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, three point six. I like. I love the imp. I think he's just fantastic. This was a much better sorrowful episode than the other one. It was a little too silly. I like treating Shira like a warrior. I want to see more stuff where there's some dark lessons. Yeah, and everything. enough of these smooches. Yeah, I, I think we're gonna get to them pretty soon. Good. Okay. So, oh, a score. Ooh, let me do it. Let me say the same one I said before because I'm just remembering I already said my score. score. I know, so I'm gonna repeat it again. Okay, okay you repeat it again. Repeat okay. the same right. score as you just said. Three point five. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Three point four. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, All right. Three point four. Okay. Um, what was Rebecca's? I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. What, what's how, how, how much do you think in the episode the imp was? Maybe like ten percent. Oh, oh. How much did we give? Yeah. I love him. I, 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 like, he kind of figured 10%, a lot 10% the of the episodes, say, right? Okay. Sure. So, 5 out of 10 or 20%. 2. All right. 2. Just because the was in it. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, 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 did, I just, I can't. I, it's another one right after the other yeah. one. Like if, yeah. Like, if it was like five episodes from now, yeah. I would have probably given it a lot higher, but. 
Too too, too close together. Yeah, too close together. We've I just, we already I dealt with him for a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We need the story to move. That's true. Okay. It makes me want to lower my score, but it's fine. It's what's done is done. What do we know of war? Ooh, I like that. 3.6. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Bunny but... King. Oh, I love the Bunny King. 3.7. It's bumping up and where I think about it. 3.7 for the Bunny King. For the Oh, Bunny King? Oh, yeah. okay, okay. He was good. Yeah, Can... that, that, okay. I'll give it a 2.5 then. Okay. Do you want to bump yours up one, Rebecca? No, I did, I, I did like the Bunny King. Okay, I'm going to compensate for I Rebecca. Totally 3.8. The... <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about the Bunny people. Okay, Bunny King. That bunny King good. bonus points. Yes. That was, that was good. That was good. That's our show for today. We want to thank you for listening, and please remember, the magic is inside you. And look. I punched and I kicked and I lazed all night, and the gods had me fixed in their glorious sight. When you're fighting, be fightful, never dare to be frightful, for one day is the last day. Dropping a brick down a fuel tank. So that's what happened.